Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your News Radio 840 WHAS. Good Sunday morning. Bob Sekoler, the Louisville Real Estate Show, here with you for the next 30 minutes or so. Hopefully you're having a good Sunday morning. And we'll keep you up to date on what's happening throughout our area when it comes to real estate. In the studio, Kevin Disser, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, 895-9900. Kevin is in for Chuck, who's off today. He's off enjoying himself somewhere. He's enjoying somewhere. Yes. Also here, another guy who's... Not here. He's off somewhere enjoying himself, Brad Lawler. And in for Brad, owner of Home Team Inspection Service, is Master Inspector Andy Lazone. Andy, good to have you back. Thank you for having me again, Bob. It's good to have you here. He's been with us uh, several times. Uh, 3570813 is the main number for Home Team, and we love Home Team because not only did they come in as a team, but they're all vets. We thank you for your service, by the way, Andy, thank you. and all your other compadres around uh, the country. And uh, they do a great job. And my son Greg is here who uh, does our photography, our marketing, and a lot more. And you can see what some of the stuff that he does. Go to Instagram and then... At We Sell Louisville or at Greg Sicola. You can actually see I took. I was actually in uh, Italy, Croatia a little while ago, and I was doing real estate photography out there. I was checking out all the different properties they have out yeah. there. So uh-huh. it's pretty cool if you want to see. I've got some of those pictures up as well. And here's something that you don't know. When Greg was in Croatia a couple of weeks ago, Sandy and I had traveled to first Paris then London, and then we hopped on an 11-day cruise with our good buddy Tim Laird and his wife Lori. And it was a cruise that took us to Scotland and Ireland um, and just and the, it was just a phenomenal time. And so Greg and I were trading screenshots of the maps, a Google map, to show where, <laughs> where he was and where, yeah. where I was on the ship. And it was a great time. I, was I, had, good. I had a good friend get married, so then I was out there and I was like, I knew Bob was going on his trip. I was like, I'm jealous. I was yeah, like, so he's going. And I've got another kid on the way. And my wife was gracious enough to let me go solo with our guys. You are so good. lucky, man, with Casey. Sure. And so <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm going to do my photography thing because I love being able to do scenic photography. So I went out there and I drove up from Croatia seven hours north to Italy. Yeah. And it was un- yeah. unbelievable. He sent back some people. He drove around to, um, uh, was it Venice? Yeah. 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 So in the pictures he was sending back was great. It's a great time. And then. We're going, and my favorite thing that we did, and we did a lot of great stuff on our trip, was uh, Stonehenge. Oh, which yeah. Which was just yeah, yeah, yeah. an incredible. Cool. So, anyway. And he's, see, Bob won't tell you this publicly, but I'll break the story here. He's a, he's a, He believes in aliens. And I've, I'm, I am. It <laughs> oh, is of course he does. Well, Why would no, you not? I don't know. <laughs> I won't make him. He's not a okay. kook. I promise. But I grew up with this fascination with uh, sci-fi and mm-hmm. outer space and all this stuff from him. So I knew yeah. when he was going to Stonehenge, because there's so much mystery behind Stonehenge, I was like, this is going to be, he's going to. Love that. Oh. Did you come back? Did you figure it out? No. I mean, do we there's know, no, do we there's know no what's way. going on? No, it's, it's, no <laughs> there's no way it. to know. Okay. Yeah, there's there's, there's no it. intelligent life <laughs> on this planet. But, we know that. Here's, here's the funny <laughs> thing. finding that out more, so, more You go to Stonehenge, then you come back and you go to the visitor center, and there's these stones that they didn't put in the Stonehenge that ah. were left around. So I had Sandy take a couple of pictures of me saw, as if I'm – and if you want to see this, folks, you know, just email me – of me pushing one of the stones – into place because they had asked me to help them finish it up. Yeah, get it done. All right, let's go to the phone, shall we? Good morning, Bob Sekoler, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio eight forty WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. I have a question for you. Yeah. I'd rather keep my name confidential, but we were remodeling our lower level and we we're adding a theater room, and my husband, without me knowing, removed a support pole, and I'm concerned about when I go to sell the house, will an inspector know that this pole is missing, and is it unsafe, 
And what do I do about that? Thank you for your help. No, hopefully we'll give you some help. We know why she wants anonymous. <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding. And here in honor of Halloween, this is not a scary story per se, but it could be. Annie, what are your thoughts? Okay. So engineers um, typically will have those uh, support posts um, specifically measured out um, to to span, you know, gaps for the for the beams essentially. So um, not the best idea to remove a support post from your, uh, from your beam, uh, your, your main, your main girdle there. Um, it's, yeah, I, that's, even, that's about the only even thing. If it's only <laughs> a a one two foot, yeah. Even if it's only a one or two foot span to a wall or three. Um, well, depending so, but even still, I mean, whenever the house is being built, like I said, engineers are figuring out where, where those need to be, um, you know, for, for load bearing purposes, it's not the best, especially uh, at the very least, I would at least have an engineer look, look at it and figure out, Hey, you know, can, can the beam actually support, support the weight of the home uh-huh. live and dead loads without that post being there. So the question is, obviously we know it's not safe and we know yeah, that, that shouldn't have been yeah. done. No. But the question is when you guys are going in, say they say they're finishing out the basement yeah. out, right. And yeah. there's a wall there and they've seamed it up. You guys aren't aren't structural engineers unless you see signs of right. yep, structural would be, weakening. That's a good that's a good point. She's uh, you know if they finish everything off. Now I've I've done numerous inspections where you can tell hey there used to be a post there yeah. and that post has been removed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we're definitely going to point out. Yeah, absolutely. So when we uh, the house we sold uh, that was uh, in Springhurst when we had the basement finished. Our builder brought in a, um, what was it? Who, structural what, structural engineer. engineer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I, I was always very worried about making sure we do it right. So there was an original um, steel I-beam that went across the span. Then he brought in two more I-beams yeah. on either side to carry this load to make sure this was never going to be a problem. Right. And then supported it not only with two and three, two by, I mean, there are multiple... So for this to be happening, I'm being worrying uh, quite a bit there, whoever this is, no name. But hopefully that helps you and yeah. uh, keeps you safe. Uh, if you want to see what people are saying about us, go to LouisvilleZillow.com or LouisvilleSellersTalk.com. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekuller, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Jessica. Yeah. I just moved into my new home and have been there for a few days and my neighbor who lives in the back of me knocked on my back door and told me that my fence is on his property and he would like us to remove it or move it. Uh, do I have to pay for the moving of the fence or can I just leave it there? What should I do? Mm. Another neighbor problem. Yeah, man. another neighbor fence issue without yeah. a survey. Mm-hmm. Again, a survey would have detected yep. that encroachment. So yeah, we, we're on this survey uh, bandwagon, folks. Where we're suggesting it's another four hundred bucks, but it's well worth it. Uh, peace of mind. So, what are your thoughts? Well, on this it sounds like the seller knew or recently should have known it. The is. neighbor I was, was there that to quick. Say it. Yeah. So it yeah. almost gets to a situation when you go through all the disclosures. That's something you probably should have come up with. And it, you know, and the seller discloses that all the time. We work it out. We write easement agreements. It's on we the can, disclosure form. Yeah, it should be. It should be disclosed. And for the neighbor to be there that quick, the seller had it. Had to be aware of that. Yep. So now, what's the recourse then when you talk about uh, what she needs to do? Does she go after the seller? 
I think she could. First thing I would advise her to do is call and talk to her real estate agent, yeah. who would then call the listing agent to bring the issue up. Sometimes people do the right thing. They, they, they sometimes surprise you. If it doesn't, then you have to move it up the next level, which is we've got mediation and arbitration provisions in the contract. Mm-hmm. But the first step is just talk to your agent. I just moved in. Your agent, if they're professional, will contact the other agent say, hey, we, we have an issue, and see if you can work it out. Yeah, and this can get sticky, folks. I remember 10 years or so ago, represented buyers in Middletown, and they did a survey, and the survey showed that the fence that the neighbor in back of them had built or put up was, in fact, on what would be or it was going to be their property. And so the request came in to uh, the from us to the seller's agent to have that fence moved before closing. And the... Uh, the seller's agent tried to push it off to wait till after closing, and we refused to do that because once once it's done, th- there's really not much in the way of teeth. You could go after them legally, but to, for the cost of moving a fence, may not be so practical. So we held off closing until that fence was moved. Yeah, it's, it's best to do that because we we're kind of having a little bit of debate in the legal community here in real estate about when you close and it's a known issue and if you don't address it, it doesn't survive the closing as the old mm-hmm. rule of law in Kentucky. So in that case, if you definitely knew about it and you didn't resolve it, you didn't preserve the issue till after closing, you may have difficulty going after the seller at that point. Mm-hmm. These words to live by, Kev. That's, that's really good advice for anybody who's buying a house or selling it. And I would say this. This happens all Get a survey before you put up a yes. fence. So, Mr. Sekoler, yeah, get no, a no, survey. But I, I, <laughs> no, I just had it surveyed. Okay, uh, we were did. having a problem with and we're having the fence put up. But yeah. the survey, we had the survey done, uh, and I've got actually yesterday pulled the paperwork that shows where the line is, and we have an existing fence there now, so we're pulling that out, but we'll follow that same line. In the fact, same line. I'm going to have them bring it in an inch just as a safety precaution. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Make sure you got surveys, folks. Kevin is right on. Back to the phones. Good morning, Bob Sekuller, Lua Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Jake. Yeah. My agent told me to hire a home inspector. I did that. It is handwritten, and I can't understand the home inspector's writing. The inspector refuses to type it up. What do I do? Aren't there any regulations requiring a home inspector to provide a legible report? Andy? Um, there, he's required to uh, provide you with a report. Um, unfortunately, um, Jake, you probably should have done your... Uh, due diligence and done some some research and found you a good a good home inspector. Um, most home inspectors have sample reports on their on their websites. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I mean, there's not much. I mean, you can there's not much you can do about that now. But so I mean, let's let's review what makes a good report, at least from our sure. standpoint, yeah. from yeah. agents yeah. and from your perspective per- yep. perspective as well. So one is pictures, pictures. Thousand words, right? I mean, right there, it's, it's shows. Yep, and then typed versus handwritten. Absolutely. Which and, and like Home Team does, they go further, and a lot of good reputable sources will summarize, itemize. They'll visit back, and then they'll have a disclaimer, disclosures. They'll have a very nice, neat report, pictures yep. to go with this report. And what it sounds like is this person did it 
handwritten chicken scratch maybe on a McDonald's wrapper. No, maybe not. Or it might as yeah. well be that if you're but comparing let, it to, let some, me, to what else is out there for yeah, the same yeah. price. You know? let, let me just turn this a little bit because, Kevin, I want your advice on this. So years ago, and I guess I'm talking 10 years ago, we had um, an inspector that and the buyer is able to hire whatever inspector they want. And, yep. and yep. God bless them, hire whoever you want. But look for these key items, uh, pictures, typed, embedded, summary. Yep. So this particular buyer that I was representing hired this one particular inspector who didn't do any of that, who did handwrite and was very difficult for me to read. So to protect my buyer, I called this inspector. I said, listen, I'm not quite sure what this means and if I don't know what it means, I can't advise, and I need your help. I need to know what this is. He says, well, you'll need to – He was. it was very offensive to me. You need to read through it, and then you need to know what to ask for. And I found that distasteful because it, from my perspective, he's now pushing all this on me to interpret what he's written. Yeah. And I and I'm I've been on this bandwagon uh, for a long time that that's why this typewritten and I'll go one step further and t- Kevin tell me if you think I'm wrong here, I think all agents when they write up a re- inspection report re- and a prepare request, they need to have it typed. If obviously they're using the report from uh, inspector, hopefully it's typed, but when they present it, it needs to be typed, not handwritten. You you follow I, I, what I I'm talking about? That. You agree? Well, because what if you what if you give someone a report it's in Portuguese? I mean, you're you're hired and you're paid money to provide information to the buyer, yeah. the buyer's agent. You're going to enter into a legally binding contract based on that information. And you know, if if a reasonable person couldn't understand what's in the report, I don't think you fulfilled your obligation. I mean, because yeah. like I so you you could get your client into a minefield because you don't have a the information you need to do your job. Exactly, and interpretation of one word incorrectly yeah. could lead your buyer or your seller down a path that at closing doesn't get done and now you've got problems. So uh, all my fellow compadre agents out there, please type it or have it typed or use type but don't handwrite because not everybody can read everybody's writing. Right? Yep, yep, that's true. Yeah, that and I mean using um, even with uh, most home inspect I mean we try to keep Home team, we try to keep the report with as as little jargon as possible. You uh-huh. know, try not to get too too technical with things because I mean it just goes right over people's heads. Yeah. You have no idea what yeah. you're talking about. Right. Yeah. You try to keep it very general and just very, yeah, just very general. Got it. Yep. Before we go to a break, uh, Kevin brought up. Uh, he sent me an email a couple weeks ago, and I I found this interesting. Uh, robot realtors coming to a neighborhood y- near you. <laughs> it will not be coming to a neighborhood, so, and yeah, I'll tell you why. Yeah. If you remember uh, the episode of television's Big Bang Theory, when Sheldon turned himself into a robot, believe it or not, realtors at Goodall Homes are actually doing that right now. Home buyers visiting the company's model homes in in Sumner County. And other locations are being created by robots when a human salesperson isn't available on site. The customer reaction, according to this article, has been positive. The robots had sold 25 houses as of mid-September. <laughs> this has to be the dumbest thing I've ever Explain heard. Explain why. Because if an agent can't be there and they want to make 
spend their brokerage is going to buy this robot. Whoever is buy, whoever's owning the listing is buying this robot. Yeah. You're going to spend the money to put a robot there rather than just put nobody there. Robot's not going to do anything legally. It's not going to hold anybody liable. If somebody breaks into the house and steals something, it's not going to stop anybody. So you're going to put a robot in a house to do what? Have a flyer, a pamphlet. You could put an iPad there. That might be the same thing, right? Yeah, no, I agree with well, that. Yeah, yeah, open yeah, the yeah. door? Yeah. I've got a smart lock. I can open the door for it, you. It kind of well, looks like an the, iPad on a Segway. It's the dumbest it like. thing ever. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but what, you know, the interesting article that, that – particular brokerage is owned by Warren Buffett owns a ton of brokers uh, around town. So they're all everybody's called prop tech. They're trying to find ways to eliminate all of us. Well here's what I could see, right? Here's what you could do. Yeah. If one of the and you've seen we've seen these. They've got like the homework robots for kids who are sick that they go into school so the kid has like a face on the iPad yeah. and they're in the classroom. Yeah. And so you the listing agent or whoever, a buyer's agent would just be on the other side and getting to share information with them or something but so facetime the whole purpose right (laughs) the whole purpose of having a buyer's agent to walk you through there is one it's to make sure the industry is is stable so that there's no thieves there's nobody trying to steal anything from there's that aspect there's a safety aspect and keeps everything locked up you just don't have to have no it doesn't just have there's a reason there's not plus what if there's nobody there what if the buyer has questions like hey what what is this over here how are the intelligent robots going to answer all your uh, questions although i guess in defense for this like it's in nashville and the realtor's saying okay if you try to get from one end of nashville to the other in a timely manner uh it's pretty much impossible now so it's still so So Greg could be sitting watching monday night football and appear in 30 houses across the community you ready we're already doing it what's the Kohler team we do 3d photography right yeah and you don't even have to Get in your car in Nashville or Kentucky and drive anywhere. You can go take a look at all of all of our listings at one website, Louisville3D.com. You can look right? at right to take there a look at example of what we that? do. Right. Very good. Nice segue. Louisville3D.com. <laughs> Speaking of segues. All right, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we've got ten accidents waiting to happen, and we'll tell you how to stay safe in your home. That's coming up in a moment. Uh, in the studio, Kevin Disler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, who's in for Chuck Crosby. Chuck, of course, uh, the Crosby Law Offices off today, 499-6360 is Chuck's number. Kevin's number, 895-9900. And Brad Lawler is off today, but we've got Master Inspector Andy Lazone, who is here. You can reach Home Team at 357-0813. Thanks, Andy. Thank you. Also, my son, Greg, who is on Instagram at uh, We Sell Louisville or Greg Sekoler. Yeah. And you can reach me anytime, 376 376- Five four eight three. Back in a moment on News Radio eight forty WHAS. I'm Chuck Crosby, a real estate attorney here in Louisville with Crosby Law Offices. I've been practicing real estate law, fixing problems, and helping people for over 22 years. So if you're a buyer looking for advice, information, or professional closing services, call me. If you're a property owner, real estate professional, you have a problem, you just can't fix it, call me. If you're a landlord and you're having problems with your tenants, call me. Again, I'm Chuck Crosby with Crosby Law Offices. You can reach me at 499-6360. 6360. This has been a paid advertisement. Hi, I'm Brad Lawler with Home Team Inspection Service, the area's largest home inspection company. Our teams of dedicated professionals, including many veterans, inspect thousands of homes in Louisville and Southern Indiana each year. And team makes all the difference. Extra sets of eyes and overlapping duties means a more thorough inspection and better value for you. 
Multiple teams mean we are able to inspect your home when you need it. Radon testing, home inspection, termite reports, one call does it all. Get the team, get home team. Shopping for a home? The place to start is REMAX Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at REMAX Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. Here's a message from Shark Tank's Barbara Corcoran. You may have seen Wall Street hedge fund companies advertise that they'll pay you instant cash for your home. Well, I hope you're not considering leaving the sale of your home up to a website. Hi, I'm Barbara Corcoran. Selling your home is easy if you hire the right agent who can give you options. In Louisville, Bob Sokola can bring you an immediate cash offer. He has a track record of getting sellers more money than the average agent. Find out what your home is really worth. Go to WeSellLouisville.com and get your home sold. Radio 840 WHAS. Bob Sekoler, the Sekoler team over at REMAX Properties East. And you are listening to the Louisville Real Estate Show. We thank you, Barbara Crookman. We're going to see you in a couple of weeks. And um, you can cancel at any time with our guaranteed sale program or our instant offer program. If uh, you want more information, please give me a call, 376-5483. Okay. In the studio, we've got Kevin Disler, Pitt & Frank Attorneys, who's in for Chuck Crosby. Of the Crosby Law Offices. Follow the lines here. 499-6360. Also, in for Brad Lawler, who's owner of Home Team Inspection Services, Master Inspector, and the Andy Lozone at 357-0813. And son Greg with Instagram. You can reach him and see what he's doing, doing over at, uh, what? Uh, Instagram, Facebook. Where anywhere. We Twitter. Yeah. We're everywhere. We sell uh, Louisville. Just type in Google search bar. You'll find our Google business page. Whatever. We got everywhere. Louisville3D.com also shows it oh, up, yeah. too. It's easy to get to. And, of course, you can reach me anytime at 376 Okay. Ten accidents waiting to happen. Here's some stuff to remember as we go into the, as we're in fall and into winter. If you are, by chance, planning to plant a tree or put up a fence, <laughs> Seems like everything we're dealing with is a fence. Listen up. It's crucial to know the location of any underground utility lines before you get down to the business of digging. So call the dig number 811. Clogged dryer vents. Andy, you could speak to this. This yep. is a serious problem, right? It is, yeah. Uh, we harp on this actually quite a bit uh, throughout the home inspection pro- uh, throughout the home inspection process, especially if... Um, uh, a lot of homes that are on slabs, um, they're, um, a lot of times those dryer vents actually go up through the roof. Oh. Um, so whenever those dryer vents are going vertical, we actually put a little note in there saying, hey, just a reminder, you should probably clean out your dryer vent on a regular basis. So is there an easy way to do that for a consumer homeowner? <clears throat> um, actually, yeah. There are tools up at uh, any local hardware store. Uh, some of the big box stores have them as well. Um, there are actually... Um, uh, a toolkit that you can attach to a drill. Um, oh, really? The, yeah, and it, it kind of looks like a rotor rooter. It's got a, a little 
uh, brush on the end as you pull the drill the whole thing spins and just kind of you keep on feeding it down through it, it won't it hurt out. the uh the pipe or whatever the obviously you know use caution i mean um sometimes the flexible uh the flexible dryer vents can have have uh issues. some issues yeah, yeah. yeah. uh but the, the typical you know your your metal ones i mean usually won't have an issue uh, also, power tool injuries when using power tools, wearing proper gear, yep. is nearly as important as practicing the right techniques. I remember I that. remember a few years back, um, <laughs> it wasn't a power tool. It was a lawn uh, tool. It was a, a trimmer. Yeah. Remember the hedge trimmer? You were you were reloading the line. Oh, you remember this? Yeah, and it, and it went and off. And, 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 and it got and his hand. Yeah, and it didn't take the nasty. battery out. Yeah. It was nasty. <laughs> also, poor ventilation. You guys laugh. Poor ventilation. <laughs> paints and stains contain high levels of VOCs, that's volatile organic compounds, and exposure can cause negative side effects like dizziness, eye and lung irritation, A lot more fatigue, than that, yeah. and all that. So you got to yeah. be careful. Get make sure you have good ventilation. Incorrect fuel storage. If your outdoor tools power up on gasoline. You know, be careful where you're storing that canister. It can be flammable. You must take a certain number of precautions to prevent combustion. Also, caution around cords, whether it's power washing the driveway or trimming hedges with electric pruning shears. A long electrical cord or outdoor-grade extension cord helps go the distance, but be careful to make sure there's no fraying. And that happens. It's happened quite a bit. I've seen it. Oh, yeah. Uh, not following codes, taking the reins of your home renovation gives you total control, but it's a big project, and it's usually satisfying. But make sure you know what the codes are in terms of any building codes that might be. Make sure you do the right paperwork. Then there's disease-carrying insects. We've got to be on the luck uh, for that. But right now, with the weather out there, I don't think we're going to see much of that. Mow with care. That goes without uh, injury, without uh, question. And then be careful about injury by ladder. Uh, a couple of shows back, we talked about ladder safety, and that was important. Be careful what you're using. Back to the phones we go. Good morning, Bob Sekolder, Louisville Real Estate Show, News Radio 840 WHAS. Hello. Hi, Bob. This is Terry. Yeah. I just bought a home. At the closing, the seller gave me keys and the garage door opener. I went to my house that I now own. None of the keys work, and the garage door opener doesn't work. Now what? So, Kev, let's talk about this for a second. You could, of course, the easy way is, okay, go call a locksmith. But should she, should Terry have to call a locksmith, what would you suggest? No, we we actually, you do this long enough, we actually had someone at a closing table that said that they bought the house but not the key. So they refused to give the buyer the key. What? And so we have to give them access, and they said they left the door open. So we went back and forth about whether or not it's implied when you buy a house that you actually are buying. Because it's personal property, if you really want to get into the legal argument. The key is personal property. But is, so, I mean, so we talk, the key is personal property? It's yeah. not a fix. It's not a fixture. <laughs> so, I mean, we were having this argument. For, for, fortunately, we worked our way through after about two hours. and we, we uh, Two hours? You know, yeah, about two hours of discussing this. You know, uh, yeah, there, so. I know personally that there are a lot of stories that Kevin could write a book on. <laughs> I could, actually. Could. <laughs> Bob's actually had a few of those. Yeah, I know. No one would believe him, though. <laughs> no so if you ever want to know, call me. Cause, um, so I think that is so weird that she just, you know, they have a bunch of rental houses and she just yeah. grabbed them because they have the garage door open and none of the keys work. Why it would you pay possible. to re-key yeah. So what would you suggest at this point? Do you record, send it a bill to the seller, or do you... Call the, I would tell you to call the buyers, the seller's real estate agent yeah. and say, hey, listen, none of the keys work. Garage door openers don't work. We want something that's going to work. What will you do? What will your 
your well, seller. So they, you know, you yeah. use the professional real estate agents to work and resolve this because you have the right to have access to your home. And it sounds like it, it may just be, you know, there's people that own like, you know, 30, 40 different rental properties. They got the big board with the keys on. They, yeah. they may have just gave them the wrong set. So it may be just an honest mistake. Yes, yes, I think you have the right when you. It's implied when you buy a home that you get keys to have access to the house. And by the way, you, we're talking about that. This is really still a very active uh, buyer and seller market. And if you're thinking about selling, we'd love to help you. Uh, you can of course reach us at three seven six five four eight three. But we've been delving into the details of how to actually stage your home on the cheap, but to do it that gives an impressive look. Color coordinate your clothes. Stage vacant or sparse rooms with some furniture. Depersonalize your home, removing photographs, personal collections, and keep trinkets to a minimum. Minimum. One big one. Yeah. Lighting. Yeah. Proper lighting. Lighting is Make sure all the so lights work. important. Whether it's for me for photography or just for the sake of when you walk into a home, if you yep. have a light bulb that's out in the corner, if there's one that's yellow and one that's blue, it's not inviting and it's psychologically damaging when you see that. We are out yeah. of time. Our thanks to Kevin Dissler, Pitt and Frank Attorneys, who in for Chuck Crosby. You can reach Kevin at 895-9900. Chuck's number is 499-6360. Brad Lawler is out today, but Master Inspector Andy Lazone from Home Team is here. You can reach them at 357-0813. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Greg, thank you for being here. Thank you. You can reach me, 376-5483. See you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.